0: MC, Mimi, Mariah, Carrie, Butterfly,
1: Chanteau, MC Welcome to Mariah Podcast. We are here to talk everything Mariah. I'm Candy Chick, aka Hannah, and I'm here with...
2: I'm Jack, otherwise known as Shady Baby. I'm Jay,
0: the diva.
3: I'm Liam, from Indonesia.
4: And I'm on the Radio. So I've been
1: a lamb for about 13 years, and I've never met Mariah. My ultimate goal in life is to meet her. But I don't know if I'm sure about what I'd do if I did. Liam, what would you do if you met Mariah?
3: Oh my god. (laughs) I think I will have like a brain freeze or something, but... I will try to make a list of questions, I think, before before the meeting happening. I will try to ask her, I don't know, some question that not basic. I think I will try to thank her for basically saving my entire life and always be there for me, basically. So, what about you, Jack? I think
2: I would want to ask her, given everything in the last recent months with the memoir coming out and all that, I think she's got to a state where she has had some closure from some of the past events in her life. So I think she's in more of like a free state, so to speak. I think I'd want to ask her, what does she do when she's alone, if she gets any time alone? Because we know how she's always with an entourage. If she gets five, 10, 15 minutes alone, what would she does she do does she reflect does she is she thankful for like the time that she has how about you jay what would you say
0: well once i came to and they picked me up off the floor i probably i mean i think I i would literally not know what to say um which is rare for me to not have anything to say um but i think playing off of what uh, you said, Jack, I, I think one of the things I've I've always wanted to know, and wanted to ask her is um, when she is alone, when she does have that time to herself, if she does get it, um, when she thinks about like her life and her career, um, going back to when she was a kid thinking like, you know, when, when you're a kid, and you want to become a doctor, or you want to become a lawyer, or whatever you want to do. Um, and you think back to like, oh, when I was little, I wanted to be this. When she thinks of that, to think like she wanted to be a singer, which a lot of people do have that aspiration to be a singer or a performer or an actor or actress, whatever. Um, when she thinks about that, and she then thinks of her life now to go from being a kid with a dream to the greatest selling female artist of all time. Like, what is that, feel like to think of, like, it's one thing if you want to be a singer and you become a singer and some people have their 15 minutes of fame or they're, you know, they're, they're popular for a short period of time. And then, you know, their career is done or whatever, um, or you don't hear from them much anymore, but to go from not only becoming a singer, but to breaking all those records and just literally being the model singer that everybody wants to be. Like, what does that feel like? It's not just an, I mean, it's an accomplishment, but it's not just your typical accomplishment. It's like literally like somewhere out in the stratosphere. Um, How about you, Gal?
4: So um, if I was to meet Mariah again, I have met Mariah twice and um, I just completely got shy and On one occasion, I, you know, we had a bit of talking, um, but there's something about her whole aura that just is magical and just makes you shy. Um, But if I was to meet Mariah again, I would definitely just want a long hug. (laughs) A long (laughs) hug of, like, just to digest it in. Um, This will be after COVID and vaccinations, right? (laughs) Um, Definitely to drink, because the first time I did drink and I was a lot more talkative than the second time. Um, but I'll be keen to ask her how she writes her songs, like to take me through how she writes her songs, how she finds her inspiration, um, uh, who inspires her now. Um, and I'll probably just give the advice of like um I think Mariah's very nice, she's a very nice person. Um, but I think a lot of people take advantage of that niceness. Um so I'll be like, you need to kind of do like a whole good girl gone bad type of thing and, and really start getting a bit badder um, so that people don't take advantage of her. Um, because as a, from a fans perspective, it's not nice seeing someone who you really admire, inspired by um, being taken advantage of. So yeah, that's me.
1: Yeah, that is a nice question. What I would do is I would definitely thank her. I would thank her for being brave and never giving up and for sharing her pain with us. Her perseverance is literally an inspiration to me and I'm sure it is for so many other people. I mean, other artists love their fans, but you know, we, as a Alamele, we have a special connection to the Elushiv Santouse, and that can't be compared. So I think I just pretty much thank her for everything. And something else I am thankful for, which I'm sure everybody else is, is I'm thankful for MC30. Jay, Diva Darling, why don't you tell the people what MC30 is?
0: Well, it is the celebration of, very festive celebration, I might add, of um, Mariah's 30th anniversary of her career um, from when her first album, uh, Mariah Carey, came out in 1990, um, she has every week released something from the vault, um, which I am loving and I'm sure all of you are loving as well. Uh, but I think as an artist to do that now is amazing. Cause a lot of the times you don't get to hear this stuff until somebody dies or, or they're just not popular anymore and a record company will release stuff just to make more money. But the fact that Mariah has owns all of this and is doing it on her time, on her terms um, and releasing what she wants people to hear, I think is amazing. And, you know, from the first, uh, I believe the first MC30 was supposed to have been released in June of 2020, um, but with all the craziness going on. And I believe she posted something saying with the Black Lives Matter uh, movement that was happening, she didn't think it was appropriate at that point to release um, stuff. So I believe she released it, I wanna say, was it June? No, July, I believe. Um, It was like July 15th, I think. Don't hold me to that. I don't have the notes in front of me, darling. Um, But she released it later in the summer and she started with that um, live concert um, from the first album, which was really good. Uh, And then she released every week um, from each era, she released remixes, um, which I know I was really excited about, that was like the best. Um, Although I did have most of these mixes on CD from way back in the day, Um, but she did release some others and, and even to have them all in one place to listen to them, because I mean, come on, where am I gonna play a CD now? I have to go to like, you know, a place that sells old equipment to find a CD player. Um, So to be able to have it on streaming was amazing. Um, But before I talk about some of the remixes that were released, do any of you have a favorite um, remix that was, you know, up till date, up to now, uh, that was released? I guess we can start with Jack and see what your favorite remix was.
2: Oh, I think off the top of my head i really liked it when she released the anytime you need a friend soul convention mix you know she made the whole social post about it released the video and one thing i love is that like she can take a song that's like a gospel song and just make it r b and make a video that was just free with her just walking around that theme park with the cap on and especially that one
0: that was a really good one yeah, I really um, enjoyed that. How about you, Hannah? My favorite
1: remix is definitely Don't Forget About Us, Desert Storm. I would listen to that via YouTube because I think it's the only other place you could find it. And when MC30 was first announced, I was praying that she would release it. And she did. And it's like the best thing ever. I know she didn't do like a HT version of the video, which I'm kind of upset about, but it's still out there. So yeah, I that's
0: my favorite one. Very good. Liam, how about you?
3: I think for me, One Sweet Day is my favorite. Uh, I love the sweet cappella version because I have history with that version. Uh, I listened to that song literally while my mom calling me and telling me that my grandma passed away. So it means a lot for me and it's actually kind of creepy if you think about it. Yeah, I think I dedicated that song for my grandma.
1: Liam, I'm sorry to hear that.
3: Oh, Liam, I'm sorry for your loss as well. I suppose if there's
2: any positive to it, at least you had a song to help you get through that horrible time, as a lot of Mariah songs do. Now, Aisha, do you have any songs that were remixes that were a bit like Liam's with One Sweet Day? You know, songs that help you feel like you're not alone all the time.
4: I'm definitely with Jack on the uh, Anytime You Need a Friend, the soul version. Um, I love that version. And it just gives a whole different vibe um, to the original. Um, and I just love the song. Um, one of my favourite Mariah Carey songs, and I think she did justice on that remix. So, yeah, I'm with Jack. Just only now, for me, it has the the lyrical contents of it and the meaning um you know if you ever feel and um, everyone's ever felt alone um i just think it's a perfect song to kind of listen to and um to make you not feel alone so i love everything about that song the videos the remixes the original um and it definitely did well in the uk as well so yeah
0: Well, I'm glad you guys mentioned that song because that gives me a perfect opportunity to talk about the remixes for that song, Um, which I have to say my favorite um, of what she's released for MC30. um, I'm going to have to say is the Anytime Need a Friend remixes. Um, They've always been one of my favorite um, back in the day when she was releasing remixes. With her first albums obviously the first remix i ever heard or even knew what a remix was um was when she released someday um and they were really good and obviously like i didn't really find out about the someday remixes until i think emotions was out so that's kind of like around the time i like knew what a remix was and and bought her remixes and was like blown away that you know they they would put different music to a song and it sounds like something new um and then as her career went on with the albums, she would re-sing vocals, which blew my mind. Like it was, you could get a regular song from Mariah, then you could get a remix, like a R&B remix with different vocals. And then she would release a dance mix with different vocals. So it's almost like she gave you three songs for the price of one. Um, and the Anytime You Need a Friend um, original release from way back, um came on two CDs it was a CD1 and a CD2 and the CD1 actually started with that soul convention remix um and then it went into a string Pella version which was really good had the LP version on it and then music box um, as a bonus track um but then when she released the second CD um that had the CNC club version and the Ministry of Sound mix and Dave's empty pass and the 7 inch mix which We're all amazing. Like, I loved that song so much for so many reasons. Um, Like Gal was saying, it just, you know, you listen to it and it doesn't make you feel alone in the world if you're going through something, um, which so many of us were, um, that to hear it in a different way, like, you know, to kind of have the dance remixes to it was almost like you were getting another version of the song. And then when she does that scat singing at the end, it was like literally, the most amazing thing i'd ever heard in my life. um so i was really happy when she released all of them in one place on streaming because like i said i had them on cd and i couldn't really listen to them and the only place you could find them is if you youtube them and that's a pain. so i was really happy that she released those um during her music box era and then um after she released those when she did daydream um Fantasy. I mean, classic Mariah song. All the remixes are amazing. A lot of them were on the original vinyl release, I believe, that she released. When she released her MC-30, all of those mixes were on the original vinyl release, which was double vinyl. Um, So it was good to hear those again um, on streaming, where you could hear them all in one place, which I think is, is the most exciting part of this MC-30, is that we now have not only the albums that we love, but now we have all of the mixes we love all in one place that we can, you know, make our own playlists or just listen to them individually. And I just think it is pretty amazing what she's done with MC30 and the fact that she has given us so much in the past almost year um, that really a lot of other artists never do. Like nobody, you know, they put a bonus song here and there, but I don't think anybody's ever done something to this level and any of you guys can jump in and let me know if I'm wrong if you know of anybody who's done something like this.
1: Oh, I don't know of anyone. Like our queen is so giving.
0: Yeah, like even I mean, even some people's, uh, some artists' estates, like Whitney Houston. I mean, she's been gone for how long? And they just literally only released a re you know, anniversary album with some mixes, and they released the bodyguard album with some um. Movie versions and some remixes But nothing that we haven't heard um, I don't think other than the song Higher Love have we gotten anything From her so sometimes like Even when someone's gone you still don't get this Type of material that you know Mariah is doing
1: Personally I don't know if I like that though like If when someone goes I think Let the music go I didn't like like how when Michael Jackson Passed away they've released All his music personally I didn't Really like that I think if you're still living, and you put out what you want to put out. If you don't, then it should stay hidden. I don't know if you guys feel the same, but I, I I didn't like that.
2: I think it's the estate, though. I don't I don't know anything about if there's like legal contractual obligations or anything like that. But I think it's something that the estate has control of, rather than you know the management for the artist itself.
4: I think it depends on who owns it thing. So if the artists own their own uh, the songwriting credits or if they own the producing side of it or not. And um, so it just depends where the ownership is. So um if Winnie Houston owned her own um the masters and the in you know, the songwriting, etc., then it would naturally get passed on to the estate um, or the receiver of that. So yeah, it'll be down to them. But um it depends on the if it's the artist I like um I would like to hear things that they've like not released or um remixes or new content. Like I think it's cool to yeah. you know, But as long as yeah. it's a good release and a good dedication to them and not just something that's sloppy and just for mere profitable reasons, like it has to be good. Like the stuff we've heard from that like, two-pack and stuff like that. We had some stuff from left eye and stuff like yeah as long as it's good it's, it's cool
0: when Whitney's estate decided to do her hologram tour like I agree with Hannah like some things are as better left as they are um, absolutely I get like maybe releasing some songs like when they released higher love like we got to you know it was something that was released in I believe Japan back in the 90s so it was something that was actually released but they brought it you know to let America and the rest of the world here that hasn't heard it. Um, But there are certain things um, like Hannah was saying that should just better left not doing. Um, And I think like a hologram tour, like even if, you know, something one day happened to Mariah and her people were like, Oh, a hologram tour. Like I would be like, absolutely not. Like I wouldn't even go. It's just, there are things that you don't do. And personally me, I think that's one of them. I think, you know, if you want to release some songs in honor of, but I think, for people like Mariah and, and Whitney, they're just at such a level that they don't, you don't need anything else after that.
3: Yeah. I think, I think for me uh, MC30 is really great because uh, it's Mariah herself that real uh, releasing all, all of this stuff. And uh, I mean, she, she can basically choose what she wants to be, want to realist. And uh, so the Lambs can, enjoy the work itself and we can basically enjoy it with her because she's still here now with us and yeah.
4: Yeah, that's one thing I like about Mariah. She breaks the rules. She does different things uh, out of the box and uh, she's innovative. She's always finding different ways of releasing stuff and giving us good content. And I think that's why she has such uh, loyal and dedicated followers um, because she stays ahead like she is eternally 12 with her ideas and the concepts that she um, releases. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, I agree because if you guys remember the podcast that she was on when she was talking about All about For Christmas Is You and I think they were discussing how the music that she did, how it went very jazzy, bluesy but then it was also very pop and she said that because she, she didn't know the music, she just broke the rules and did what she did because she liked it So well, speaking about breaking rules in MC30, we all know that Mariah is meant to release stuff every Friday and after EX MC Squares the following week she was due to release the memoirs remixes but ins- yes, we've all been looking forward to that one. But instead, she did something completely out of the blue and out of the box that no one was expecting. Like, at all. I don't know if you guys expected it, but I definitely did not expect it.
0: I was not. I had no idea when they had re- uh, released the um, info about what was going to be um, coming that she was going to be on live with uh, Kelly and Ryan. And she was doing We Belong Together. Part of me was like, Okay, like, she's doing We Belong Together. All right, Valentine's Day, I get it. Um, But I was not prepared for what we got.
1: No, neither was I. When she got into the too deep part and the beat dropped, I literally dropped on the floor and died. Like, damn, Mariah.
4: Yeah, I mean, it was a refreshing um, version of We belong Together. Uh, I like it. It had like a a jazzy type feel to it in some parts. And she just mixed it up and you could tell they were having fun with it. Um, I really enjoyed that performance and um, so grateful that she shared that with us. I mean, I've got to say the shoes she had on as well. I I couldn't stop staring at those shoes. Um, I'm not going off point, but I noticed something that looks a bit suspect about that performance, though. I mean, if you notice, the whole crew had on black, her hair had been dyed, and the shoes were kind of, like, rocky looking. Um, And she hinted about that she was having, like, a a jamming session. Um, So I'd like to see if anything comes out of that, actually. Um, But, yeah, beautiful, beautiful performance by by Mariah, and her vocals sounded beautiful, like, on point.
3: Yeah, I think, I think it's pretty shocking for me, because I was expecting just, like, I mean, we, we, we see her doing, like, a lot of home performance lately, and I was expecting, like, okay, it's just another home concert while she's singing just I I don't know, like a strip down We Belong Together, but then, It was really then I mean I watch it live on TV and I just I just shocked the way the way the music changed and then there's a lot of new just melodies here and there. Yeah, it it was it was a great performance.
2: I like to think that if this um if she was doing it like in person, it would be in some sort of like not like a smoky jazz club, but in like a nice, intimate vibe where a couple of people and a band like what she's got, um, and just like a small crowd of people just are like watching. like I can imagine it being very intimate. I don't know if you guys agree.
4: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would love to have to been a fly on that wall or to be invited to like an intimate concert like that, definitely. Cause it's, it's, it was a personal, like she really connected with the audience and it was a really personal performance and different. Um, so but yeah, I mean, I would love to attend an intimate session like that.
0: I think I just I thought of something when you guys were speaking. Um remember I said to you guys I felt like that this is gonna be a new era of Mariah. I kind of feel like yeah this is like, I feel like there's, she's going in a direction. Um, I mean, I know like she had spoke about releasing the chick album. Like, do I think that she's going to go like grunge and do something? No. But I think like, based on what you were saying, gal, like with the look and all wearing all the black and the dark hair and the different, you know, she was dressed differently. Like she was not wearing like her typical gowns or anything like that. Um, I really feel like we're going to be getting something new from her. Um, you know, even if it's like a new sound or if she does something where maybe she's gonna do a more jazzy album, more bluesy album. And I feel like we're I just feel like we're gonna get something different from her. I don't know what. It's just a feeling I got. Do
4: you know, which based on that, she was saying um when she was talking about an uh, alternative rock album that she did, that she used to be in the studio and then they'll have a jamming session and just come up with things. Um, and that's kind of what she was indicating, as well. That I was having a jamming session. So I'm looking forward to the future to see what Me will too. come. Yeah, I'm I'm excited because she's a good freestyler as well. Um, and I think when you freestyle, and you just improvise, you come up with sometimes the most genius things, and, and put in be standing in the Mariah in the same room and the live band. I think
0: it's going to be amazing. What if we're getting an album of like a re-sung song? Or
2: oh, this could be like the, this could be like, you. Do you are you guys aware of the um, one that Carly Minogue did quite a few years back? The Abbey Road Sessions. Completely took the song, stripped it down, made it orchestral, re-sung it. Yes. I feel like it could be something like that.
3: Yeah, <laughs> no. that's all I'm. I'm waiting for because, uh, I, I, I listen to a lot of Dion Warwick song, and I noticed that she did re sing a lot of her song, and like she released a lot of a uh, new album with just re sing the whole album that she previously recorded So it it's it's just amazing to imagine that we we will get something similar like that from Mariah because I mean uh, when I saw her uh, performing lately it's just she have like a different vibe in every song that she performed so yeah that that would be amazing
0: what if like I mean now that we're talking I'm starting to think of all these things my mind is going in like a hundred different directions Um, but what if You know, like, remember, she said in the interview, like, with her being home the past year because of um, COVID, her voice has never been better. Um, And we all know, like, when Mariah comes out with a song, um, and even just to reference, you know, we were talking about the remixes, and we've talked about this before. If you listen to the a cappella version of I'll Be Loving You Long Time, that's a really good example of how she layers her vocals and stacks her vocals. So her songs are very intricate. And when she performs them, I mean just listening to it, it's hard to do all of that. So what if, because like her voice is so good right now and so rested that she's just like, you know what? I'm going to do a freestyle album and just sing my face off and not have to worry about like, oh, well, this song has to be sung this way and this is the key and this is what I got to do. Like maybe she's just doing something where it's like, you know, know, referencing back to Chick where that was like her, she said an expression of her and her way to feel free. Maybe she's going to be doing an album where it's just freestyle and this is going to be like, oh, my God, I'm getting chills just thinking about the vocals we can get, darling. <laughs> do you
4: know, um, based on that, when she did Chick, like what album was she recording again?
2: Daydream.
4: Daydream, yeah, okay. Cause I think it's a good thing to do um, as a creative expression um, before doing an album as well because that can, like, I don't know to build up some creative juices for an actual album as well so I think it's good practice and I just look forward to this
0: yeah I mean just imagine being Mariah during the pandemic being stuck at home with how creative she is like she's probably going in a hundred different directions like writing and having these ideas because it's not her typical day-to-day where it's like, oh, got to be off to this coast. I got to be off to this coast. I got to be on this show. I got to do that tour. I got to be in Vegas. I got to be in the studio. So she's had this time to not only rest, but to think of all these things that she's probably have always wanted to do or, or thought about doing. And now she's able to do it. So like you said, uh, to your point, Gal, that she could be recording an album and this could have been something on the side that she thought of, like, oh, well, while we're here, let's try and do this.
4: Exactly. You know, this with this alternative rock album, the way she threw the headphones down, I hope she throws, like, a guitar down. <laughs> Let's also see whether it smashes a guitar or, you know, <laughs> to see a different side really of her, like, really getting full rock mode kind of thing. Because we know that the Queen has a very, very cool sense of humour that not everybody gets to see, like, the whole wider world. Only, really, we get to see it. Um, properly and understand it um but i hope she throws in her fun personality in that because i love her personality so much and uh yeah i hope we get some like acting you know skits from it as well uh, i miss the MTV bianca skits that we got as well so i hope i hope we get some some drama as well
2: <laughs> rock <laughs> raya is coming
4: Yes,
1: <laughs> do, do you guys remember what she wore for Halloween the last time there was Halloween? Yes,
0: darling, yes. oh, yeah, Let's talk chick realness. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you a question because you brought up Bianca, so I want to ask um, the three of you um, because Mariah has uh, Bianca has a British accent, and I know sometimes when Americans will try to do any accent of any other, you know, place. But like, it's like either really bad or even here in America, like when if you're from the north and you try and talk with a southern accent, some people are like, OK, girl, have a seat. Like, that's not good. Um, what did you think of her with her British accent? Because I thought she did amazing.
4: Oh, my God. Her British accent is highly, highly offensive. Thank you, because I didn't really, want to. <laughs> really, really. My. I didn't want to say it. I really didn't want um, to say it first. <laughs> I feel like she's taking... No, no. No. Honestly, when I think on it's good. stage. I, I think it's good. Um, I'm personally impressed with her accent. I can't even do an accent like that. She's got this, like, ethics accent thing going on. Um, and then she has this, like, more posh-sounding accent, which I'm not too sure what part of the country that's from <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually like trying to do like a queen accent or something like that I mean all Mariah's accents are quite over the top kind of thing um, but you will find not everywhere but you will find a British person that can speak like that um, I've definitely met them in my walks of life um, and they're just extra as a person <laughs> usually um, but I, I, I really um, like. It's not offensive. I was just joking there. Um, I love it when she does the British accent. It actually makes me, me laugh. Um, and I wish she did more accents. And um, to be honest,
2: why is this making me think suddenly out of nowhere? You know, bleakosity? when she's like, what's it? This is a business call. I don't want to answer at all." <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know anyone here who speaks like that. I'm not going to lie, my ringtone on my phone is still time of your life. Oh my God, That's... mine too. And most of the time, I don't like to answer the phone because I just want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> there have been times I've missed the call and I've had to call the person right back and I'm like, sorry, I was totally jamming out <laughs> to my song.
4: <laughs> you know what? I've got an interesting story to tell about ringtones. Um, this is not Mariah related, but I had, um, I was going out with a guy and then he turned into my stalker. Um, oh. yeah, it was like called it off and he just started stalking me and he would keep calling and calling and calling and calling my phone. Um, and I got sick of the ringing tone. So I changed it to a song I liked and I, I danced to it. It was, um, franchise boys lean with it. And every time it would come on, I would just start dancing to it. My <laughs> mom would be like, you were absolutely crazy, but. We'll change the ring tone to obsessed
2: with the yes. boy, And then he might eventually get the message.
4: Exactly. Oh, and like voicemail. With me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, put
0: on your voicemail.
4: Why are you so obsessed with me?
0: Leave a message. <laughs> Girl, don't think too much of that. We don't want to pay royalties. <laughs> yeah,
4: for real. I mean, that was so bad. Um, I don't think I'm definitely... Get
1: to for that, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Talking about releasing things, Shady Baby. Why has been releasing some other things recently? Right?
2: Yes, she has. Um, one of the, well, in my mind, I think one of the biggest things that she has released are the vinyl. And did you guys all get your vinyls too?
0: What, darling?
4: Yes, I've got yeah. my and yeah. Um, I'm currently quarantining, so when I get back, I can't wait to open them. Sure.
0: I was saying I didn't get all of them. I've actually missed a couple. Like I missed the rarities, and I missed. Well, I, I didn't miss, but um, I didn't get the gold, which I think there's a company. Um, I have to look it up and let you guys know. Um, I didn't get the gold daydream but there's a vinyl company that's releasing i believe daydream and emotion in gold
3: oh yeah i think daydream is not coming from mc30 though it's like two or three years ago
2: yeah i think it came out about two years ago yeah i didn't get it either but like what jay like with the vinyls you got what was that one of your favorites you got
0: One of my favorites was Me, I Am Mariah, the Elusive Chanteuse in opaque orange. Looks so good. That's one of my favorite colors. So that's why that's my favorite, like, orange my favorite color. So that was my favorite vinyl that she released. I mean, they're all beautiful, but that was my favorite.
2: I think it suits the aesthetic so well. Yeah. Like orange and opaque orange and... Just the way it looks, and I. Bit off topic. I have you ever shone any of the colour ones under the light before? Because they look so different.
4: You better be good lighting.
2: Well, it's overhead lighting. It's energy energy efficient stuff, but we don't like overhead lighting. Yeah, and it's fluorescent lighting too. But don't worry, that's game changed.
4: <laughs> <laughs> what about bridge lighting? I mean, that's that's something. nowadays. what's that? Yeah, um Maria did a. A, um, a video on re- refrigerator lighting. Oh, oh I you said
2: bridge <laughs> for some reason,
4: yes. <laughs> yeah, refrigerator lighting.
0: Wait, say this again, who did what with who?
4: So Mariah did a video um, I think it was last year on refrigerator lighting. Um, check it out, it's quite funny. Uh, How did I, I miss think- that? I don't know, actually. Yeah, I um, think
3: it's on Instagram, right? Where where yeah. I I forgot what she's talking about, but she's in front of refrigerator and she's just like, "Okay, here's my lighting."
0: <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. not like I was anywhere; I was home. <laughs> I think
3: Bliss
2: was playing in the background, if I remember rightly.
1: Yeah, it was. It was the piano bit that was playing.
0: That's it. Glad someone remembers, because I didn't. I'm scrolling her Instagram right now to find this. <laughs> Why well, you do
2: that? Why you do that? Um, with the vinyls, I I know you didn't get the rarities one, but honestly, that's like a rarity in itself. Like I don't want to touch it. I have it in my room, in my like rec- in my like what would you call it? Rack of vinyls, and like I've played it once, and it's like I don't want to touch it because I'm like scared. I don't know about you, Liam, because you got. You- do you get two copies?
3: no i actually i i got to one one is my friend's copy so um i think same as you i I don't really play it a lot because i just first i played once uh only when i opened the package and and actually it's kind of hard for me to i don't know like whenever the song is uh finished i need to change to the another finals and then I don't know the packaging is not really easy to work with for me actually so i i just prefer to put it on the higher shelf and then look at it and yeah
1: that's what i do with all my vinyls i don't actually touch them they're just on opened and sealed and i have them on my wall to just look at i don't play them at all i haven't actually checked the colors
2: actually of them so
1: yeah, oh. I, I just, yeah, I could have opaque or lavender. I'm not sure.
2: Oh, <laughs> you may even have another colour that no one knows about. You could have, uh, not throwing uh, a pun, but yeah, you could have a rarity of your of your own. Good. Yeah. You, so you, have, like, you could have like an emerald green or something that,
0: um, or, or a deep, a deep eggplant colour, girl. <laughs>
1: That's
4: what I was thinking.
1: So I'll do in about ten years when I open them. <laughs> And it's super rare.
2: You
0: could be
1: sitting I, in a gold mine. That's I, true.
0: Actually, That's what true. I decided to do with my vinyl is I obviously bought all the colors that I needed. Um, But then I'm going on like Amazon and, you know, not spending a ton of money, but I'm buying them um just regular black vinyl so I can play them. Um, yes, and the colored ones, what I'm going to do is I'm going to find a way. Um, we'll be moving soon into a new house. So when I have a space that I know what I want to do and how I want it to look. Um, I then will figure out how I'm going to frame them or set them up so that they can be like displayed. Like I've known, I've seen some people um, in the Mariah Carey community post pictures of their vinyls and sometimes they have the vinyl jacket in a frame with the album in front of it, but then you can't see the album cover. Um, So I don't know how I want to do it. I thought maybe putting the vinyl, the picture in one, and then the um record in another and put it next to it but i don't know if any of you have ever looked up these um record frames but they are expensive as hell and uh-huh. <laughs> they're like 20 dollars, 20 something dollars a piece and if you feel if i feel like i need what? like you know, at least two per album that's a lot of money um <laughs> so oh, I, I, I gotta figure out a good way to display these
2: I think when some, I think when you buy vinyl, sometimes you don't think about all the impending costs that come with it as well. Like if you're buying them purely to play, if you want to protect them, you might, you know, you might think about buying like the cleaning fluid and then like, uh, the plastic sleeves for the inside and then ones for the outside. Like, but if you're putting them for, if you're using them for like merely, um, display purposes as well. Yeah, you're right. I didn't know that, you know, those record, would you call them like record frames
0: they like a record frame yeah yeah
2: but i not know that's how much they cost
0: yeah well i looked up on amazon and sometimes they come in like a pack but it's like a pack of four for like 35 dollars or something which i mean in the grand scheme of things isn't a ton of money but if you feel if she has 15 16 albums and you need two frames per album that's over like 30 something, like I might as well just wallpaper the wall with them, like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a question for all of you who are listening. We'd love to know how are you storing your vinyls? Are you playing them or are you displaying them as art pieces? On the bio of this podcast you should see a link to Anchor, who helped distribute our episodes. On this link you'll be able to record your response and who knows, next week we'll pick a few and maybe play them live on the next episode. You may also teach us something and maybe also someone who is listening. If you'd prefer to DM us or post on our social media, you can do. You just find us at, at Mariah Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook.
1: Well, in other news, Mr. Justin Timberlake has issued a apology to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson. And I'm sure all of you have heard about that. And I only bring it up because I saw something on Facebook and someone asked the question, do you think JT should apologize to Mariah? Now, I don't know if you guys know the story behind what happened.
0: No, girls, spill the tea.
1: So supposedly back in charm era, JT was meant to be on yours remix. But he said no, because the press around Mariah wasn't really positive and they were pretty much cutthroat back then towards her. So he said it wasn't a good look for him. So he said no. Now that really could have helped Mariah and that because having them two on the same song would just be kind of epic And this is um, pre-Janet Jackson, so he was still very, very liked in the media. And um, yeah, he said no. So I don't know. Do you guys agree that maybe he should apologise? It might be far-fetched, but what do you think?
2: I think if he's he's now gone out and apologised to Britney and Janet, I don't know how he would find a way to also apologize to Mariah in that sense. I think if, if if he wanted to, he would have done it by now.
1: I don't know. I don't want to be a JC hater, but if it's taken you 15 years to apologize to Janet Jackson, then maybe there's something that he's not seeing with his behavior to women in general. So I think uh, apology to Mariah is far-fetched. I, I don't think he'll ever do it, but do I think he should do it? Maybe.
0: Yeah, I don't I, buy his apology one bit. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean you do.
3: I mean you know I, I you mean? mean if 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 he if he really wants to apologize, uh, apologize to I mean it's like Brittany or or Janet. Uh I think she, he he can easily just do it in like maybe just call them or something cuz I don't know, it's not really something that he needs to do it publicly. For me personally because I don't know it's it just didn't look sincere and I mean it's 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 been like I don't know like five fifteen 15 years so it's 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 not like he really I don't know it's it just don't look like he really want to apologize it's just like a lot of people forcing him to do so it's a
2: classic case of the bare minimum to me if I'm honest yeah I feel like he could have done it in as much more, as you say, like sincere way, but it does read as if like he did it because he was told to.
0: Absolutely, there were. I feel like um, when every year when the Super Bowl comes uh, uh, up and they start talking about like who's going to be performing, I don't remember which one because I don't follow sports very closely unless there's a diva involved. Um, I don't remember which exact Super Bowl year it was but there was a year where the whole justin timberlake and janet jackson um like scandal came up again and they were talking about it like in the news and stuff and it was on like social media and i feel like that and it was a few years ago i feel like that should have been the point where he should have stepped forward and said you know enough is enough like because i feel like the the whole topic of discussion then was how Oh, it was the year. I'm sorry. It was the year that he was performing at the Super Bowl. That's what it was, because he they were saying how he was invited back to the Super Bowl. But Janet Jackson wasn't. And then there there was speculation like, oh, he he should bring her on stage for a song. And that can be like his apology to her, whatever, whatever. And it's like, you know, they were talking about how like she's been victimized by it and like ostracized. But yet he gets an invitation back to the Super Bowl and everything's okay because you know, he's a man and she's a woman. And I feel like that's when he should have taken the the time to apologize or to bring her on stage or to do something, you know, because he was obviously involved in that scandal, be it accident, non-accident, whatever the case may be. Um, I feel like that was his opportunity to do it, not a hundred years later. So Justin Timberlake, have a seat.
4: I mean, I just feel like Justin is about self and his career and, um, yeah, exactly what the people were saying. There were plenty of windows opportunity where he could have apologized, but instead he's just enjoyed the publicity and the benefit to him, um, you know. And I feel like he takes um, opportunities or he has taken opportunities in the past um, to use of his names to push yourself forward and unfortunately in those cases it has been women who have just completely been ripped apart by the media um and i'm not surprised if you know he didn't jump on um the song with mariah because i think he's just about himself and i think a lot of artists can be like that as well to think about their own image and stuff but with him um it's really, really, you know, um, we've really, really seen how he's used that to his advantage and not really caring about the people who have been damaged um, as a result of him wanting to promote himself.
1: But guys, at the end of the day, we have to remember, we love everybody. We
2: love, love everybody. everybody. Yeah, I <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. When we're in the mood.
1: <laughs> now, um, Miss Halle Berry has asked a quite interesting question on Twitter recently, and it was, what's your favourite Mariah Carey song, and why is it through the rain? So, oh. what, yeah, I was quite shocked. It was literally just happened.
0: So she said, why is it through the rain?
1: She said, "Why is uh, why is it through the rain?" I didn't know Miss Halle Berry was a pseudo lamb.
0: You know, it's always funny when somebody brings up certain songs, um, like "Through the Rain," because we know them. We know all of her songs, but when somebody brings up like, and again, it was a release song. It was a single, but it wasn't you know hugely popular like the other ones. So when people bring up songs like that, it always gets me excited because I'm like, oh, like you really like you really do listen to her music. Like you might not be like a a super lamb or a lamb at all. You just might be a fan. Um, But, you know, those those oddities that she has. And for me, Through the Rain, I think and it should be Through the Rain because that is an amazing song. Um, And the remixes to that were To Die For.
1: This made me think like what hidden gems of Mariah do you wish that everybody kind of knew? Like on top of my head, I could just think of like Baby Doll. Like I wish everybody knew the song Baby Doll. Oh is there my any God. songs that you think that you
3: That yeah. song is really hard. It has so many layers on you might it.
2: Man of layers on it.
1: Yeah, right. Hmm. So what song would you pick?
2: Oh, I think we could. Are we talking any songs, b sides, all that kind of thing?
0: Yeah, if her voice is on it, it's game.
2: All right, cool. Because I think I could write a bloody essay about "Do You Think of Me." Like, honestly, when that when that come out on the rarities, when I knew that was going to finally be properly released everywhere, be it CD, vinyl, streaming, whatever you were where, wherever you consume your music nowadays. Um. That song, I've, I just love it so much. Like the whole like, it, like eighties quiet storm, style to it. Like, how about you, Jay?
0: Huh. Like you said, there is a laundry list of songs that I could come up with, um, but I think, for me, I wish people could know. Hmm. I would say Almost Home. Oh,
1: okay. That's quite interesting. Why did you say that?
0: Um, I think it's a, it just, I feel like her voice in that song is really good. Um, The lyrics are good. Um, And the sound, it's just a, a different Mariah sound. And I think like people that aren't like super fans are used, like when they think of Mariah, they have this, idea in their head of what a Mariah song sounds like or you know some people are like oh Mariah song equals rapper on the song or a Mariah song is a ballad song um I feel like a lot of people don't know other than like her older stuff like fantasy and emotions like they don't know Mariah now to be like a different sound to her song and I feel like Almost Home really did have a different sound like no other Mariah song sounds like that um so I kind of feel like that is something I wish people knew because it would kind of be another um, another like piece to the Mariah puzzle of music that people can, you know, um, it's what I'm looking for. Here we go again. I do this all the time, guys. I try and come up with ideas to say things and I lose words. Um, like I can't even know what to say. I can't even know what to say right now. Yeah. That's, it literally got me shook, that song. Shook it. I am shook it over that song. Um a little bit. But yes, I wish that was a song that I wish a lot of people knew. Just because it's a good song, she sounds really good. And the video, she is stunning in that video.
3: Yeah. I think I remember when when the song was released and uh the movie also, I think it's uh us. And yes yeah i wa I watch it on on uh, on my favorite cinema and i remember i think I remember watch it for like three or four times and I always sit waiting for the credit title to start and then I think for me personally uh my favorite song is changing daily and I think lately I've been listening to there for me and that's one of my favorite song of hers. And I don't know, every time I listen to the song and it's just remind me of my grandma and, and uh, inner circle. And so it's just it's bringing a lot of memories for me.
0: It was released here in America. Um, it was part of her um, Never Too Far Hero single that she released for 9-11. Um, and part of the proceeds of that single um, went to, I believe, don't quote me, um, a police fund the 911 like police fund or something to do with New York City um portion of the proceeds went to that so it was released but it wasn't on the radio it was a flip side to the never too far single never too far um hero single so what about you gal what's your favorite
4: yeah so before I say my favorite just on um, almost home um I wish I know Mariah's talking about this alternative rock album, but I wish you would do like an album with just a whole different sound as well. Um, because I remember when I first heard that and I didn't even know it was her and um, it's just, it was just completely different. And I just love how diverse Mariah is. And I think she's very creative in different genres and music, and it would be great to hear a different album from her. Um, but my favorite, I mean, it's hard, very hard. Questions answer, but that just sticks out for me. It's faded, um, classic R and B song. Um, I just love that song, and I just think it's totally underrated. Um, I think it's just well written, the melody of it, the nice like background vocals on it. Um, just a, something special. The beat and the way her vocals are time the beat. I just love that song. Um, and I wish it was got more more of the spotlight.
1: I absolutely love faded. That's like in my top ten songs ever that mm-hmm. she's ever done. It's just everything from the beginning to the middle to the outro. It's it's just everything.
4: Yes, definitely. And I feel like um she on faded she makes you feel emotions that you didn't know you had. And like for me yeah, I can't even really relate to, to Faded. Right? But she made me feel like I could and have these emotions that I never knew were there. So the song's powerful. And I, I have absolutely rinsed that song. Like, if this was a VCR or vinyl, you would hear the noise of wear and tear for sure uh, <laughs> on there. But yeah, I mean, I, I would love for her to produce. Another song like that, cause I just love it that much.
1: Yeah, it's so sad I didn't get the recognition that it truly deserves.
4: Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if any artists have kind of done this, they've probably done two. I think Nelly did it a while ago, but I love for her to have different characters, like she's got Bianca and just different characters, and then release different music under those characters or something creative like that. Um, because our queen has so much talent and um, I'd love for her to share that with us.
1: That would be amazing. But our lovely listeners out there, what song would you want to be more popular that is in her back catalogue? Message in your responses on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we will read them out in our next podcast. And don't forget to visit Mariah Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook to pick up your tickets to the M Convention which will be on 327 Miss Carrie's anniversary. So we hope to see you there. We love you, appreciate you, and enjoy you. See you next time.
0: Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Mariah Podcast.